0: So greetings one and all wherever you are in the universe and welcome to the latest episode of an expressive shot of confidence, the podcast that explores all aspects of confidence, challenges, taboos and unhelpful narratives and empowers you to be awesome, loudly and proudly. So I'm your host, the master of awesomeness, Ashley Griffiths, and today we will be talking about running a business on the road. So the world of work has been changing for many years with digital nomads and business startups choosing to create and run businesses from places such as Thailand, Colombia and Indonesia. But for many, it seemed like a pipe dream. Then lockdowns happened and many businesses discovered that working from home or, camper, or a camper van was a lot more fun and productive than a stuffy office in an urban jungle. Now that the world is opening up again, Countries all over the world are keen to attract business owners, digital nomads and freelancers. So who better to talk to about this than Jane Kisnitsa, a graphic designer who creates scroll stopping content for business owners and small businesses looking to leverage the power of social media. She's recently moved to Bali where she's growing her graphic design business that she started earlier this year. Hey, Jane, how's it
1: going? Hi, that was that. The surname pronunciation was pretty good. One one of the better ones that I've had before. So <laughs> well uh, done on that.
0: <laughs> thank you. I'm, I'm getting I'm getting good at this. I, I was recently given a seven out of 10 on quite possibly one of the most impossible surnames I've ever seen in my life. There were so many syllables, but I got seven out of 10 from him. So I was quite proud of that.
1: So- there we go. There we go. That's that's pretty good. Nice. But, um, yeah. Um, thanks for having me. <laughs>
0: awesome. 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 So, how did you get into the wonderful world of graphic design?
1: Oh man. Um. By an accident, sort of. <laughs> I I was planning to be a personal assistant, um, like exec, personal assistant, executive assistant type of person, and I got a receptionist job at a recruitment company and when I started working there I I got involved with the marketing department so I was helping out the girl with some social media management and I was pretty decent at taking a photo so I was helping with some photos and um then they needed some help with I think designing some presentations for like the end of quarter or something like that it was so long ago I can't, I can't remember anymore but And they were like, oh, do you want to like go on a design course to learn how to use Illustrator or something? And I was like, yeah, why not? Like it's an extra skill. Let's do it. And um, then I kind of got involved more with the design side of things and I was pretty decent at it. And then the um, marketing manager left and they offered me the job. And they were like, yeah, you've been doing a good job helping her out and helping like your colleagues out with some of the design things and marketing things so um if you want it we want to offer you the job see how you do uh, we'll do a six month contract say so well there was a project that the owner of the business wanted me to do in those six months and he was like we'll do this project and if during those six months you kind of prove yourself and you like a job and you want to stay we'll talk about a permanent contract Um and if not, I'll give you plenty of notice you can go and do job interviews and and whatnot. And I was like, you know what, why, why not? It's six months. If I hate it, you know, I've I've learned something and I can just move on and do what I need to do. And if it goes well, it goes well. Um, so it went well, (laughs) obviously. And um yeah, that's sort of how I got into graphic design. And then I took over the whole marketing thing and actually brought all the old graphic design that was before that. We used to give it to external agencies. All that got brought into house. So I was doing all of that. And then um yeah, then COVID sort of happens When was it now? Two was it two years ago now? About two, yeah, about two yeah. years ago now. Time has no meaning <laughs> anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um and COVID happened, which was about two years into my role. At the time and um, I started realizing that I want that I miss my freedom that I miss how much I miss traveling um, and started thinking about well maybe I can do this whole design thing as a freelancer Um, because if someone's paying me a full-time salary every month surely there's enough people out there me to find based on the fact there's nearly eight billion people on the planet and I only need like six a month (laughs) to make decent income you know I was like there might I'm surely I can do this um for myself and kind of have that flexibility and freedom and and yeah and I just started started sort of putting myself out there as a freelancer and and looking for work and um things went well and here I am that's kind of that's a that's a very short cut down version because I could talk about it for about two hours
0: <laughs> oh, I love that I love that I, I was talking um last week on LinkedIn about happy accidents how some people kind of move into their careers they they know it you know they know it pretty much literally from the moment they you know they're a baby <laughs> they're on the planet I'm gonna be a I don't know whatever it is that they're gonna be and, and other people just stumble into it uh by complete yeah. accident which is fascinating. oh absolutely
1: i did so many jobs in my 20s i went from, from everything from a bartender to a receptionist to sales to real estate modeling personal trainer and it took me it took me quite a while to land on where i am now it was i definitely did not know what i want to do when i grow up <laughs> it wasn't oh. one of those people <laughs>
0: Well, I, I was. I, I wanted to be a rock star. And um, yeah oh, I I I, I I had 15 <laughs> minutes. I had 15 minutes of fame in China. I, I've been on TV. Okay. Um, I performed to a live audience, a very large live audience. And um, we burnt brightly. We burnt brightly. And yes. uh, well done.
1: Burnt,
0: burnt out equally as quickly. So that was... <laughs> <laughs> but it was fun. It was fun. So, I, uh, I bet it was everything else has just been a bonus ever since <laughs> so <laughs> so in terms of graphic design so i think there's 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 a bit of misunderstanding out there in in certainly for new business owners on what it what it is that graphic designers do and and the benefits of maybe even hiring a graphic designer when, when you've got tools like canva out there where you can kind of go and do things yourself so what would you say are, are are the benefits of hiring a graphic designer? And why is it so important to get the graphics right for your business? Right.
1: Yeah, there are tools like Canva. And I think there's, there's I know Adobe has its own sort of similar tool that does the sort of has the templates and all that. Like there's, there's loads of them out there. Um, But the thing with um, something like Canva is... That uh, anything you design in that software you don't own so for example if you because it's not it's not original artwork it's something that you have designed using the shapes and icons and fonts and everything that is within canva and that canva owns and has licenses for um, for example if you design a logo in canva you don't own it. Canva owns that logo. You can't trademark it. You can't like you can put it on a t-shirt and you can still use it for your business. That's fine, but you do not own it. It's not your original artwork. Um, that's one of the things. Um, second thing is that obviously you can't manipulate design to a level and to a degree in Canva because it's all literally just shapes that you make bigger or smaller. In uh, when you design something in Illustrator, you can literally you can go into a font, you can type up a word, you can go into it, you can remove things, you can make some parts of it bigger, smaller, you can take things away, you can add, you can customize every single aspect of of everything um, that you create. And um, and another thing with Canva is that most people go and use Canva and they use Canva templates so everything looks the same yes so so, you know like the christmas happy christmas or black friday promotion templates everyone because most people don't even bother to change it up to match their branding they just go in pick the template and there's another 10 million people who have access to the same template so there's no originality there's no brand recognition because everyone just kind of looks the same and has the same assets and the same templates and the same look. And, um, I think for new businesses, and especially in a world that's so, so busy with, with advertising and information that is constantly thrown at us, you need to be able to sort of capture the attention of people and you want to look good you want to present yourself in a professional way like either if it's graphics or your photo or whatever it is that you put out there to represent yourself you want that to be memorable but you also want that to be consistent
0: Mm -hmm.
1: have matching like colors throughout fonts you know, your, all your branding and design match your websites and vice versa. So mm. it's not all just sort of disjointed all over the place and changing every two weeks. Um, cause I know, I know people who change their like color schemes and branding yeah. every two weeks. And I look at that and I'm like, what are you doing? Like people associate mm. the more you use something, the more people will associate either that color or that, I don't know, <laughs> Pink flamingos, who you think if I mentioned pink flamingos on LinkedIn, you know, or um, bright pink color as such, you know, Leah is probably the first person that comes to mind. It's these people, they use these brand elements yeah. to build their brand around it and they don't change it every couple of weeks because people so, have learned to associate that color or that flamingo or dinosaurs or whatever else that you might be using to distinguish yourself from everyone else with you but if you constantly change that if you change your colors every two weeks or you change your i don't know animals or whatever (laughs) whatever you might be using people won't remember you people will get confused it won't stick yeah in memory because it's just different different type of information constantly being thrown at you like you the more you see something, and the more it's repeated in different ways, um, like different layouts, different presentations, or whatever, the more you start recognizing that brand. Like Coca Cola, Coca Cola yeah. has been red and white since day one.
0: Sure,
1: they haven't changed. You know, they might have adjusted the col- the color serration maybe a little bit and changed the logo here and there, but. Overall, the color scheme has stayed the same and the style of the logo has stayed the same as well. Um, I don't know, Apple, Apple the same. They are they've been very minimalistic for a very long time. Yep. Um, and had the Apple symbol, mm-hmm. and and that's it. It don't even doesn't even say Apple on, on the packaging, you know, literally just have that symbol. Imagine if they changed it, everyone would be like, What is that?
0: Yeah, it'd be a shock, <laughs> right?
1: A brand. Um so yeah, when you look at big brands, they might change the elements of their branding sort of to go with times, but they won't make any massive drastic changes often because it will ruin their brand recognition and will um will just upset people. I'm still yeah. upset the sample of Greener changed their can. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it happened like a year ago, and I'm still upset about it.
0: <laughs> it does happen though, that does happen.
1: It does, it does, it does. And sometimes it works when brands do that. And um, when they make massive changes to their branding, they rebrand the whole thing. And sometimes it, it's a complete disaster, and they end up going back to whatever they had after they've spent a lot of money rebranding. So I think. Picking something that works and sticking with it is the best thing you can do for yourself. Don't like go and constantly change your branding, your colors and your logo and your fonts and all that. Pick something and stick with it and let people get used to it and let people start recognizing you because of those colors and because of those layouts and because of those graphics. And that's how you're going to build brand recognition. Otherwise, you're just going to blend in If you're going to keep changing it every couple of weeks, keep changing your branding every couple of weeks, you're just going to blend into the feed with everyone else. And that's not what you want.
0: No, not
1: at all. You want people to recognize you. Because I I know if I scroll through my feed on LinkedIn, for example, I know if bright pink pops up, I know that's Leah and I'll stop and I'll look at the post Mm -hmm. and I'll read it and I'll engage with it. If she would change her colors to, I don't know, brown, for example, I wouldn't even notice it. I would just scroll through because I don't I wouldn't recognize what that is. Yeah. You know, so yeah, these things, these things are quite, they seem like small things and not important, but actually they are because we don't like change. So when things constantly change, it's hard for our brains to keep up with it, and we don't like it. We like mm-hmm. things that don't change, we like things that stay the same. We like to familiarize ourselves with. With people, with colors, with branding, with how things look, and that kind of builds that trust and um, recognition over time.
0: Yeah, yeah, I totally get that—the need to build up trust, and also mm. the the change. Humans, they're like, "What's going on here? This doesn't compute." So, yeah. so speaking of changes, you've obviously gone through quite a few big changes this year, um, with the new business, with moving abroad. So you dove in, started this year with your new business. Um, how Have you found the transition so far?
1: Um, it's been it's been good. It's been a challenge and a half. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I would never give it up, and I would never go back to being um, employed again. But yeah, it's been, it's been a massive learning curve, just learning to manage my own time and doing my own admin invoices and tax and had a call the other week with an accountant. Because so I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. You need to tell me what I need to do.
0: Because
1: <laughs> yeah. otherwise, like, HMRC is going to come after me and I'm going to be in trouble because I have no idea. And I hate numbers. I hate Excel spreadsheets. I am not. I am not doing that. Just, Just tell me what I need to give you yeah (laughs) and what I keep track of so at the end of the year you can just like take it and sort it out because this is just not for me um there's obviously all that and then dealing with clients answering emails time like deadlines timelines um dealing with fussy people dealing with with complicated people dealing with people who want to make things pop but can't actually explain what they mean by that um (laughs) and it's just yeah it's a lot of it's been it's been a lot it's been a massive learning curve and obviously you know the content production for LinkedIn staying consistent with that and and doing networking and client calls it's been it's been a lot it's been exhausting because I'm also an introvert so for me constantly being in touch with people is hard (laughs) but but well, again, I wouldn't like, I love it. It's been fantastic and it's opened me so many door. has opened so many doors for me. And um, I've met so many amazing people and done some awesome things. And obviously now I'm in Bali <laughs> living my best life Um, because of all of that. So I can't, I can't really complain. It's just, yeah, it's been, it's been a crazy year. It's been a crazy 11 months. So
0: yeah. Nice. Nice. And and I think we were talking just before we, we started about how there's probably a load of people out there that are thinking about doing the whole solo business thing. But right now, especially now, the economic situation, they're probably thinking it's probably best to stick, even though they're probably miserable in their jobs and <laughs> really want to get out. So as someone who's recently taken the plunge um, into the business world, what advice would you give to anyone who's considering doing it right now
1: um i would suggest to start saving stop going out stop drinking stop smoking whatever your vices are stop spending stupid amount of money on things that you don't need start saving um and start building your personal brand um cuz that that was literally the thing that changed my life was was linkedin my personal brand start just being consistently on linkedin talking to people posting content um it is it is very very powerful and i can attest to it um and i think for anyone who is looking to sort of take the plunge don't do it blindly don't just sort of like you know throw your job away and come up with an idea and just go for it, test it, start building your personal brand. try to get some clients try, before you quit and leave and take take the business side of things on full time. You want to make sure you have savings for at least a couple of months so you can survive um, in case things are slow and you want to have some sort of client base an experience and understanding of how to do things before you take that plunge. Because I started working, I started doing freelance work back in January this year and I mm. only quit my job end of August. Mm. I was literally working seven days a week. because I had so many freelance clients and my full-time job that I was working from 6am till 12pm Monday to Friday and then working most Saturdays and Sundays as well. So I knew that if I'm going to quit my job, I'm on a stage now where I can quit my job and I'm still going to have full-time income coming in from my freelance clients. And I'm not even trying that hard to get the freelance clients because they're all inbound. They're all through LinkedIn. My content does the work for me. Mm-hmm. And obviously the more people I've worked with, the more reputation I built. And then by the time I quit my job, I already had the reputation as yeah. reliable, as good at what I do. So now i get a lot of referrals i have a lot of people coming to me who i met two three four months ago at a networking event or over virtual coffee or you know just in dms on linkedin they now are coming to me go oh jane i need this designing how much is it when can you do it oh jane i need this done oh Mm -hmm. jane i actually want to um redo my branding can you help me with this so It was a lot of work but i've putting it in beforehand before i left my job made it so that i don't have to worry about getting work now because i'm constantly two three four weeks booked out ahead of time without even trying very hard because i have that constant pipeline of people of referrals coming in and anyone who is worried about the fact that there's not people out that they won't be able to get clients. If you're good at what you do, whatever it is, copywriting or marketing or graphic design or video, photo, whatever, if you're decent, what you do and you're, you find a time to put yourself out there and build that personal brand, you will be fine. You'll have to work hard. You'll have to work your ass off. It's, it hasn't been easy. And it still isn't easy, um, but you will you will be fine. There are people out there who have money. The world hasn't stopped, even now. I know that media is driving this whole economical crisis, fear mongering down everyone's throats. Yeah, I know things are tough, but at the same time, they're not as tough as the media portrays it to be. Because yeah. I'm not I'm not struggling. I'm, I'm already I'm already filling my January pipeline and it's not even December. yeah um so there are people out there. there's more and more people who want to go freelance who want to build their own businesses, who want to step out of the corporate world and they all need services. they all need not, obviously not all of them, but a lot of them need copywriting, design, photography, video. You just need to be able to put yourself out there and build that brand and and connect with people. And once you do that, you can be fine, nice because people want to work with you because they want to support you. If people come to me, they go, Oh, I've re- I even have people coming to me wanting to work with me because I'm a massive supporter of mental health and well being because of yeah. my own struggles, for example. And I quite openly talk about that on LinkedIn. And I have people who come to me and go, Oh, I saw that post that you did about your struggle with depression or you know your journey with mental health and well being, and I have. And I'm building a mental health and well-being business. And because you understand what I'm trying to do, I want you to be the person who does my yeah. branding or the person who designs my brochure because they connect with me on a personal level because they, all know, they know that I understand what they're trying to achieve. So they almost don't care about my portfolio or the work or people I've worked with before. They care that I understand what it is that they're trying to yeah. achieve. And they come to me because of that, not because of logo design or a brochure they saw that I did they came to me because of my personal experience and my sort of journey with with mental health and well-being so
0: yeah that's an important one that connection get connecting with people on on a human level um and that, yeah. that's a big part of the personal branding isn't it that really connecting Absolutely. with people and, and sharing stories as well I mean I'm also very vocal. On social media with with, about mental health because especially you know it's needed um especially for especially for males because not enough of us bloody do it so you mentioned um personal branding a lot there when you were talking this is something we hear a lot on social media and i see it all the time on linkedin you've got to do your personal brand you've got to do your personal brand it's really important to build your personal brand Mm
1: -hmm. but i'm
0: guessing if there's people out there that haven't started a business yet or just kind of dipping their toes into social media and they're like what the bloody hell of a personal brand so how would you what does personal branding mean to you What what is it
1: so the personal brand thing it's different to each person because again the word personal is personal to each individual but for me i so my personal brand i build platform that I use for it is LinkedIn, right? So I use LinkedIn almost as a as a diary, as a venting type of tool where I can if something happens or something I want to talk about and have conversations about with other people, I just go and write about it. A couple of weeks ago I had the the Biggest spider in my bedroom. Like it was like this big, nearly lost my mind. It was horrific. I had to like run out over to my neighbors, knock on their door, and ask the boyfriend to come and get it. Because I was like, <laughs> I am not touching something. That is horrific. Um, <laughs> never seen anything that big in my life. It moved, it was so fast, and I think it jumped as well. I'm pretty sure I saw it like jump from one wall to another. Yeah. Um so that happened and that was kind of like I was really, I was stressed and I was anxious about it, I couldn't sleep for like two nights because it was like, oh my God, his friends are gonna come and get me and <laughs> all this stuff. And I talked about that on LinkedIn. I I shared a photo of the horrible spider, and it was like an experience of mine that had happened to me that left that left me traumatized for several days and I did a post about it and it did really well it was really funny we had some really funny discussions with people um say if I have something good happening like a a career milestone or a business milestone um I'll share that on LinkedIn and I'll I'll then can have conversations with people about it and um my little ego because we all have one and we all need, need someone to tell us that we're doing well. <laughs> and um or you know, if something has happened that I need maybe a bit of a or I want to share something about my mental health journey. Like all these, it's just I use it as a storytelling platform. Whatever I feel like I want to talk about on the day or whatever that might have happened that I feel that maybe someone else might benefit from. Um, like i've i've talked about how um i didn't i didn't know that i was clinically depressed and i only started taking my meds and kind of started accepting my diagnosis back in 2017 and um it was all because of how much stigma was around and still mm. is around mental health and taking pills because we can take a pill for diabetes and it's cool but if we're taking a pill for depression then it's kind of like it has to be a dirty secret and don't talk yeah. about it um type of thing so i've talked about that journey and that those kind of experiences because i know that there are if i'm feeling like that or if i felt like that back in the day there are definitely more people out there who are in a similar situation or feeling similar because none of the things that we go through are completely unique only to us we Mm -hmm. all deal with similar things different different levels and different ways and whatnot but we all have similar experiences I always feel like when I talk about those things that if I share my story and say you know what actually this is what I did this is how I dealt with it and this is how it changed my life for the better and if someone reads that and goes oh you know what actually if she's done it I can do it as well I feel like it's a job well done if I inspire at least one person to sort of not feel like they're alone, or go and get help, or, um, you know, change something about their life, or whatever, whatever positive outcome might come from that post, yeah. then I'm, I I, I feel good about it, I feel like I've, I've done something, something good, um, which is why I like, I like talking about those things, and yeah, that's, that's sort of my, my personal brand, to me, it's just, a platform where I can go and talk about whatever I want whenever I want and have conversations with people and share my experiences and hopefully through my experiences inspire other people to maybe do take that plunge into freelancing or or do go and see a doctor about their mental health mm-hmm. or or get into the gym like exercise is another thing that I tend to mention quite a lot it's been a big part of my mental health journey. Um, you know, maybe I inspire someone to start going to the gym or doing yoga, whatever, whatever it is. Just yeah, I use it. It's my self expression tool, my personal brand. I don't have, I don't have any strict guidelines or rules. Or oh, I only going to talk about this one thing or about that this one thing. I talk about whatever I want, and then yeah. I throw in some graphic design stuff in there just to sort of nurture my community as well and kind of teach them something and give them some tips and tricks that they can use themselves in my like Canva or when it comes to their own designs or whatever. But yeah, that's, that's sort of what, I don't know, does that make sense? I it kind makes of perfect went off sense. the tangent about it.
0: <laughs> no, it makes perfect sense. I think that you're just summing up there because I know a lot of people will say negative things about social media. And there are negative things about it. But I also feel that, you know, it's also a platform, a platform for you to, like you said, you, you, you diary, you treat it like a diary. You let people know it's your shared experience because, and that's the power of it right there. If you're inspiring one person and I'm, I'm very much on the same level of you with with you here, you know, if you're inspiring one person, To take an action, to go and ask for help, to do something positive for their life, in their lives, to believe in themselves. That has power for that individual, but it also has the power to snowball. As they, you know, because I think I've been talking this month quite a lot lot about mental health and the quite shocking figures regarding uh, suicides. And I felt like by sharing my story because I feel comfortable sharing it. And by sharing that, if that's like stopping one guy or many guys from, you know, and getting them to go and ask for help, that has it just has a ripple effect. You know, it for them, for their families, for the people around with them, it's that's powerful
1: absolutely and the thing is that one person will probably inspire another person and that person will inspire another person and it's just kind of like one one kind act towards someone there was research done that i read about um a while back and i i can't remember what the numbers were but it was something like if you do something kind for one person during the day that that can ripple effect into like 100 odd um, acts of kindness performed by every person that the next person comes sort of in contact with that has like massive 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 ripple effect and same yeah. goes for negativity as well when you when you treat someone in a bad way or you're horrible to someone that also then has a massive ripple effect and just like moves on to the next person this person comes into contact with that's why i know there's also been research done about um sort of management and bosses when they come into the office in a bad mood oh yeah the whole office like the mood straight away goes down even if they don't really go and shout at everyone but that you can tell by their body language and the way they like move and interact that they're not in a good mood that will then spread to the whole office and same way if they come into a good mood that will again like ripple through through the whole office so yeah it's very it's very powerful
0: oh I totally get that I remember so many times over the years yeah. where a boss had come in and we were like oh bloody hell he or she's in a terrible mood oh <laughs> <wow."> you know <laughs> so you mentioned earlier on um that you you're an introvert and um, so as somebody who has a strong introverted side myself I totally get being around so much noise it can be a little bit overwhelming sometimes so mm. how, do, how do you manage that how do you manage the noise of social media and the fact that people always want to go Jane Jane Jane, Jane 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 help 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 sort of how do you manage that
1: so the social media it's not I don't mind it as much because if I don't want to be on it I'm just not on it so if I need a break, I just don't go on it. For me, the hard, harder part is more being around people constantly. For example, when I was working in the office, by the end of the week, I was shattered. I was so tired. I had to like spend Saturday sleeping till one o'clock in the afternoon just so I can physically recover from that week in the office. Because people just being around people constantly drains me. Social media, I just, um, because I can control it. If I don't want to talk to someone, I'm not going to talk to them. If I don't have the energy to answer messages on LinkedIn, I just don't answer them or I don't answer comments. So I kind of just, if I don't feel like it, I don't do it. So it's not, I don't find it, I don't find it that hard. But I, I, I guess some people probably do. And the only thing that I can say to that is, just just do it when you feel like it <laughs> yeah you know you, you obviously you have to show up you have to be consistent if you if you don't feel like doing it ever well that you probably need to deal with that and find even maybe set yourself 10 minute slots each day where you turn up on linkedin and you post and you comment and you answer 3 dms maybe set some sort of routine and structured time but yeah i don't i don't really struggle with that as much it's more just being around people that is that is really really hard for me sure. um I've on for prolonged periods of time like going to a networking event I'll be there for two hours then I'm like okay I need to go yeah um, this, I've, I've talked out <laughs> you're all lovely but I've talked out I cannot have another conversation with a human being I need to leave and isolate for the next 24 hours <laughs> So that's sort of that's that that's my thing uh when it comes to like being an introvert. It's just the human content needs to be limited.
0: Yes, yeah. I I was I was very much laughing with you there, Jane. Um the the, the fact that I'm I'm exactly the same. I'll be like, right, that's enough of people for the next 48 hours. (laughs) Bye-bye.
1: Yep. yep. It's too peoply outside. I'm going to stay inside today.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it. I mean, even if I do go out, I'll just have my headphones on and I'll find a corner in a coffee shop and I'll be like, "Please, just that." That would be like, I might as well just say, "Don't come anywhere near." Hazard, hazard to health sign around me. It's like, go, up, go away. Go <laughs> away. <laughs> There's nothing to see here. So
1: yeah, yeah I hear, I'm, I hear I'm you. Upset,
0: so one of the things with, like, personal branding and everything, and I know I often hear this, um, is a lot of people might not start initially because they feel that, or they don't want their face, and I'm going to use their words here, I don't want my face plastered all over social media. The dog. So <laughs> there it is. <laughs> exactly you
1: you don't that's the thing with personal brand you don't have to use selfies or videos or whatever to build personal brand um especially if you're doing it on linkedin it can be just text posts
0: Hmm. it
1: can be i i started pretty much just with text posts why i started posting selfies which I don't mind. Like, I've never had issues with pictures. I've, I used to do modeling when I lived in Thailand. So, for me, it's like being photo camera. I'm like, <laughs> it's a, the it's a video that I have issues with photo camera and absolutely fine with. Um, but I I just realized that selfies get more traction. And yeah. why am I on LinkedIn? Why am I posting? Because I want more traction. I want more engagement. I want more followers. Because all of that then translates into more money, more clients more opportunities and all that um and I'm not ashamed to admit it either like everyone who says oh you're only posting that to get attention well yeah why else am I on social media (laughs) it's literally the sole reason to get attention like I'm not here for just sort of tweetering in the background somewhere you know um but you don't have to do it if you don't feel comfortable with that you don't have to plaster your face over your posts but do you know that you might be getting less traction unless your content is absolutely brilliant and everything that you post has like absolute gold in it? It will probably take longer to build that personal brand. Sure. Um, and the traction, the traction and engagement will will can grow slower. Not necessarily the case. Like I know, um, I don't know, do you know Matt Barker? Yeah. He's a B2B copywriter, so he he doesn't post selfies. He always picks on people who do <laughs> um, as, as a form of banter, but he very rarely posts selfies. I would say 99% of his content is just text posts, and he's done amazingly well. He's blown up. He's, I think, near over like 30,000 followers at the moment. He's doing really, really well, and he started posting around the same time as I did. Um, so you can absolutely do it. It just can take, it can take longer for you mm. to do that. We are visual creatures. We like images. Images are scroll stopping, especially if you get familiar with someone in your feed. You know what they look like. Again, when you scroll through and their picture pops up, you are more likely to stop and actually engage yeah. with that post. I know that person. You know, like Taz can't scroll past he's amazing hairline because yeah. that hair like come on <laughs> so it's just it, it 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 helps to build the brand and it helps to build the recognition but you don't you don't have to do it you're yeah. absolutely like you're dying and you cannot do it you like it's the worst thing ever just don't post a picture of your coffee or if you want to post a shot of your laptop and something that you're working on or yeah. you know there's there's other 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 images you can you can use or maybe your surroundings if you're working from a cafe and you don't want to post a picture of yourself take a picture of the cafe and include that with the post you know there's there's different ways how you can add visuals to your posts not just just selfies of yeah. of your photos, so
0: yeah it's about a hey, what's the intention so what it, what is it you're trying to do here? Um, and B, I think I always talk about social media as being a blank canvas. So ultimately, mm. you, you're going to see a lot of white noise out there. It's like you've got to do this, you've got to do that, you've got to do this, you need to do this, you need to do that, and and ultimately, I feel if if you're doing something that doesn't really align with who you are, and it makes you feel uncomfortable, that's going to cut. That's just going to screen through the screen.
1: Absolutely. The best thing to do is test and see yeah. what works for you, what you feel comfortable with. And obviously, it's always good to step out of that comfort zone and, and try things that you aren't comfortable with. Because That's how you grow. You grow and develop when you do the things that you're uncomfortable with. Like I wasn't uncomfortable going on video and doing podcasts and, and live interviews on LinkedIn, but I still went and did it don't like it don't love it but (laughs) you know it's just one of those things that i i need to do to build my personal brand my reputation and and build relationships with other people so you kind of just need to decide how much you're you are comfortable with doing and then just try to push that boundary um every now and again and just kind of see how far you can push it and maybe if you if you hate taking selfies of yourself maybe maybe book a photographer for an hour and and do like a professional shoot where you get really nice photos and and use those every now and again if you book a photographer for a couple of hours you'll you'll get a bank of 20 30 40 i don't i don't know how many photos photographers give you these days but (laughs) you know you'll get a good chunk of photos that you can then um you can then use with the posts and they you the lighting's going to be perfect your skin's going to look great and you're going to be dressed nicely and you know so that that's another option that you you can do if you're really uncomfortable with your selfies well
0: yeah and absolutely again it's yeah there's there's always options and i like the fact you said it's testing it's testing it's trial and error it's finding out what works for you and that only comes by by giving it a go um
1: yeah, exactly.
0: Absolutely. Exactly. So, let's, let's move on to a subject that is near and dear to, I'm sure, both of our hearts. Um. So <laughs> you, so you recently moved to sunny Bali, um, and you've made a point of making me jealous every single time you post a picture of it, um, because they look absolutely I'm green sorry. and lush no i i don't doubt it i wouldn't be either i'd be i'd be be posting even more bloody pictures of it if it was me (laughs) So, so how you find your life on the road
1: um it's it's an adjustment it can it's great i love it i can sit by the pool when i want to and life is kind of working but i'm also at the same time i can i can go out and swim in a waterfall or or go and play with the monkeys in the monkey forest and Ubud, or you know so it's kind of i always have these aspects of holiday. like i don't need to take a holiday holiday because i'm in a way i'm always on holiday yeah i live here right now for the next five or so months anyway um, but it's definitely it's definitely an adjustment like wi-fi jesus christ don't even get me started on wi-fi like even with this call today, it took me 20 minutes to get <laughs> bloody online because of the crappy Wi-Fi. So that's that's probably one of the biggest issues to deal with. And then just just managing your own time and kind of reminding yourself like you're not just you're not on holiday, like you actually need to do work. You can't just be out and about and skipping through the jungle and and having fun. You actually also need to sit down and work and do your client work. So it's just balancing those, those impulses with no be responsible adult and sit down and work. And then you can go out and have fun. That's kind of, that's the hard, that's the harder part. Just kind of, yeah, trying to not forget. I I have my own business and I ha- I can't just like switch off.
0: <laughs> no, I hear you.
1: Two weeks.
0: <laughs> I I hear you. You don't often see that, do you? I mean that that side of things. I think you know the digital nomad side of things. It's it's been portrayed. I think as quite glamorous. You do three hours a week. You sit on the beach, and, and, and that's it. And it, I exactly, I I've I know for a fact that's not the case. I haven't done it myself. <laughs>
1: like i haven't i haven't left my like my place in two days i went out on sunday i went to the gym and had lunch and stuff and i haven't left since i got back because i've had so much work to do so i've been just like powering through it so yeah it's not it's not as glamorous as it seems you have to do a lot you still have to work long hours and do a lot of you still have to do all the things that you have to do it's just the bonus is that if it's sunny in the morning when i get up i can sit by the pool for a couple of hours and start work at 11 instead of 9 or 8 or you know if i want to go out in the afternoon and sit by the pool or meet my friend for lunch or or go and do a hike through the jungle i can do these things so i have i have the time and the flexibility to do the fun things and 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 do the exploring and traveling side of things and immersing myself into the culture while I'm still working. But it's not like i um, yeah do three hours work and then I'm just like sipping cocktails on the beach. No, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely sounds,
0: not. It it sounds nice. Um... <laughs>
1: yeah, it would be the dream, wouldn't it?
0: <laughs> absolutely, but it, I think it makes the difference. I know I know over the years when when I was working abroad just that especially if you come from like a grey, a gray and cold country um or you're used to being in an office that that change of scenery the fact that you can like you know what I'm just gonna go and sit by the pool or I'm gonna work outside in a cafe today and it's hot and it's humid it just feels great I think it 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 makes the difference
1: oh absolutely I would I wouldn't change it for for anything like I'm kind of just living my normal life here. So I have, I have some people messaging me like, oh my gosh, how's Bali going? And what are you doing? And have you seen this? And have you seen that? And, you know, how's the adventure? And I'm like, well, yeah, it's great. But at the same time, I'm just living my normal life. I'm not just like running around and just traveling and and, and doing all these crazy things. I am just, it's just my life now. So. Love it. Don't like my, my mom messages me every week she's like so, how are you doing how's have you seen anything new like how's the traveling going and I'm like mom I'm not traveling anywhere I'm based in Ubud right now <laughs> like this is this is my normal life like imagine me being in London I'm just in a hot tropical country yeah but and do like cooler and more fun things in my spare time than i do when I'm in London, especially in the middle of the winter. But overall, like my life hasn't changed that much. It's just, it's just better.
0: Yeah, I get <laughs> that. <I'm> not... <laughs> yeah, I it's think of, a, a...
1: It's, it's a weird one to try to explain to people because I yeah I, I feel like someone who hasn't done it thinks that when you are a digital nomad, as you said, you literally just like you're constantly traveling, you're constantly seeing new things and doing new things and doing all this i don't know i don't even know the word can't come up with the word but yeah you know like you're constantly out and about and doing things and seeing things and not really like that yeah yeah (laughs) like you do you do do that it's part of it but it's not like your whole life yeah because you still work you still stay in you still sometimes want to binge watch netflix you know and just i don't know get a go or a grab delivery and and just chill yeah it's not it's not like a massive adventure every day which i feel like people think that it is when you're when you're a digital nomad
0: yeah yeah i think it's i know i know when when i was doing it it's because people would see the pictures i'd post on facebook and they would invariably be a lot of the time would be the stuff I got up at the weekend, up to at the weekends, or yeah. I, I'd go away once a month, you know, uh, but because people just say you know, Thailand, you're on a beach, you're doing this. They just assumed I was doing it all the time. And oh, I used to get messages all the time. Do you actually do any work there? <laughs> so so that that was like that was like a red flag to a ball for me so i literally for a while with one particular guy i used to spam his feeds with pictures of me at my desk doing not working not working at all i just do stupid things at my desk but i was i was suited and booted i was at my de- Oh god suit and booted i can't believe i used to get suited and booted um but yeah i was all
1: i barely get out of my pjs these days or or shorts
0: and a tank top <laughs> oh absolutely absolutely yeah oh but it's it's funny that uh that misconception so but i know oh, there's absolutely. still so for anybody that may be thinking about going down the digital nomad route what advice would you give to them i
1: don't know um <laughs> no. uh, my brain my brain just died um that's all so right he wants to go on the digital nomad um journey so i think just from as we just discussed just remember that it's not going to be all just travel and sitting on the beach and hiking through jungle that you'll still have to you will still have to work you still have to put in the eight 10 hour days you'll have to manage your time even more and be more sort of productive and um careful with how you spend your time because obviously the more productive the more organized you are with your work the more time you're going to have to explore and do the fun things that you want to do um it's just it's just you just have to be ready to balance balance these things you need to be prepared to deal with time difference. Mm. Um. Because most of my clients, for example, are in the UK and Europe and some in the USA. So there's a massive time difference. So I do all of my calls between, I would say, 5 p.m. till 9.30 p.m. in the evenings during the week. So that's a big change because I used to have like a big slot at lunch times during the week where I used to do it. Now I had to move it to the evening. Um, So there will be a lot of just adjusting that you will need to do when it comes to timings mm-hmm. and and especially dealing with clients and stuff um and wi-fi be prepared for shit wi-fi
0: oh yes <laughs> <laughs>
1: like <laughs> it's uh, that's it that's literally been the bane of my life is bad wi-fi is the hardest especially for me as a designer who constantly like needs to go online and do research and look at design inspo and search for assets and Do all these things online or download download assets that are five hundred megabytes large and it takes you two hours because the Wi Fi is so bloody slow. So those are kind of the things that you need to be need to be prepared for. Um, And it can get lonely. That's another it's another thing. Mm. Uh, I've been I've been lucky because I have I actually made friends. On LinkedIn, who's based in Newbord, so I have her here, and have I'm actually moving to Chang down to Changgu in December, and I have quite a few people lined up there, and I actually have someone who I know who lives there, so I'm oh. quite lucky with just having some people around, but it can it can get a bit lonely, so. Again, it's just putting yourself out there. And if you are active on social media, that probably helps because if you sort of surround, if you are in that environment where other digital nomads online hang out at, you're more likely to make friends and find someone that you can like, just get to and get to your struggles. But there's, yeah, there's no solid like one single advice that I can give to someone who wants to do it. Um, sure. And There's just so many so many aspects to being a digital nomad i think the the same advice as i gave for people who want to go freelance that same advice applies here because being freelance will often also tie in with being a digital nomad don't just jump into it sort of without anything because it can it can get stressful i even still sometimes some Cause some, some weeks I have like really busy and I have loads of client calls. And then some weeks I don't have any, and I get really worried. I'm like, Oh my God, is it all drying up? Oh my God, what's going on? What's going on? And then, and then by the end of the week, I have like lo- loads of DMs and loads of calls again, booked for next week and it kind of just like snowballs and it's fine. But if you haven't done the work of building that reputation building that sort of pipeline and client base, then it will get really stressful and will get really hard. And yeah. and you don't want to put yourself in a situation where you're living paycheck to paycheck while you're traveling
0: no.
1: <laughs> and not knowing like where, if you're going to be able to pay rent in two days time or not, you know? Yeah. So it's just kind of need to also be prepared to travel. Like that's also another one.
0: <laughs> oh, amen to that. Amen to that. I was having this conversation yesterday with somebody They were like, how are you going to what, what are you going to take and I'm like well, if it doesn't fit in my red bag which is about 10 kilos then it's not coming so I've got my, yeah. uh, my, my my red bag and I've got my my equipment bag um and every piece of equipment I bought has been designed to be portable I bought it because yeah. will it fit in this specific specific bag got your yeah, old oh god yeah travel light don't you don't want to be walking around with 15 bags
1: no absolutely not I have I have two suitcases I have a big check-in suitcase because I'm a woman and I need 15 bikinis and at least three pairs of shoes but um it's still like it's for me I've never traveled this light in my life I'm like, Jesus Christ my whole life is in a suitcase um and yeah I have I have like a small um um not check-in but what is it, it like cabin cabin bag where you're yeah. on my laptop all my all my equipment as well that i need need to bring with me
0: nice but, yeah nice yeah yeah I, I don't have to worry about 15 bikinis but it's it's something <laughs> <laughs> i mean once upon a time i did but these days I'm, I'm, i've kind of got, i've enough. got, I've got two that i'm really happy with so i just i just stick with them um
1: god what is that thing oh no that's just a bug okay there was something flying on my wall and i was like Please don't be a cockroach. Please don't be a cockroach.
0: Oh, but no, that's that's. I don't joys, know what it is.
1: Yeah. There's,
0: <laughs> yeah. There's
1: bugs. yeah be prepared. I got a piece of advice. if Be prepared for fucking horrible bugs. <laughs> and buy a lot of bug spray. That's my piece of advice. If you're coming to Asia.
0: <laughs> oh, oh yes. You're going to come face to face with them. And it doesn't matter if you're on the 20th floor or not. I, I had a cockroach fly through the window in my apartment in Thailand 10th yeah. floor
1: they're this for what? anyone listening and anyone who hasn't been to Asia they're this big and <laughs> they fly just oh yeah. and they also swim they can come up your toilet I have yeah. seen that happen
0: yeah and it doesn't a...
1: matter how luxury your apartment is doesn't matter what floor you're on you're still going to get them
0: yeah so. I shared an apartment with a mouse once <laughs> just used to sneak up through the pipes and just sit on top of the bed which was quiet I kind of got used to it in the end I thought well the mouse is just kind of chilling so I just left him to it but the first time I I saw him I was like nah that ain't gonna work
1: (laughs) (laughs) see I don't mind that I'll take a mouse a rat a lizard any size lizard over cockroaches and the size of spiders that Bali has
0: yeah yeah I saw some pretty big spiders in Thailand i never
1: that's the thing i never saw any spiders in thailand i lived there for three years didn't see a single spider
0: that's because you were in bangkok right yeah true yeah once you get out into the sticks you'll yeah they oh
1: yeah no, i don't see sticks
0: yeah yeah i get that (laughs) i get that i get that (laughs) okay so cool so if there are any listeners out there um looking for any support with their graphic design do you have any offers or services that you would like to let them know about?
1: Yeah, if someone needs a logo design, I can I can do it. LinkedIn banners—that's kind of my my jam. Uh, social media templates. If you want like customized template pack for your business and your branding, that's not just the standard Canva stuff. That's sort of what I do as well. Any brochures, slide decks, proposals just any type of stuff like that i i can do and design so yeah i'm really bad at like pitching myself (laughs) that's fine that's
0: all good that's all good that's all good so yeah it takes a bit of practice doesn't it
1: yeah and i haven't really had to like not to not to blow my own trumpet but i haven't really had to do it Sure. because all my work is inbound so I kind of just go yeah this is how much it cost. what do you want this is how much it costs and then we just go from there I don't really have to like go and go and pitch
0: yeah which, which, oh which, which sure. is nice
1: I, I love it like I'm so happy I don't have to because I'm really bad at it <laughs> oh I totally
0: hear you it's so much nicer when it's like I need this how much is it that's the starting point yeah. not can you do this did you know Yeah, totally with you on that. Totally with you on that. So before we ride off into, uh, well, it's it's, it's the sunset. I was going to say the sunset. Sunset's already set behind you. Um, Uh, It's it's, it's
1: pitch black outside.
0: (laughs) So before we ride off, insert whatever it is after that. What is your... Into the darkness. Like that. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) So... question that I ask everybody who comes on to the show what is your espresso shot of confidence for our listeners
1: Uh, expresso shot of confidence just just go for it (laughs) just do it just put yourself in those uncomfortable situations if you feel uncomfortable about going to networking events just get just just force yourself to go because it will literally change it will just change your life it'll help you grow it'll help you develop I've done so many so many things that I've felt incredibly uncomfortable with this year um and it has absolutely transformed my life I've gone from being employed and bored at my job to you know being my own boss being fully booked out and living my best life in bali if you feel uncomfortable about posting on linkedin do it just 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 find the courage just force yourself to post at least once a week and the more you do it the easier it will become and the less horrible it will feel and the more natural it will become and and the more easier it will be and the more you will start seeing results but think yeah Get, get get out of your comfort zone as much as you can it will literally
0: change your life i love that i love that just yeah the more you do it i I think i I totally resonates with me this year the amount of uncomfortable things that i've done and and that's where growth happens um
1: so absolutely
0: so awesome 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 so thank you so much for your for your time and 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 also bringing uh some of bali's natives with you as well that was very kind of you (laughs)
1: <laughs> I'm going to bug spray
0: them all <laughs> as soon as we're done with this. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, awesome, awesome. So and a huge so a huge thank you to you, the listeners, wherever you are in the world. And that's it for this episode. So be sure to subscribe wherever you are listening or watching this to get notifications of future episodes. And all that is left to say is wherever you are in the universe, don't forget to be awesome.